Are you ready to get your sports banter on? Brian Henninger, love child of Albert Einstein and Howard Cosell, with a body chiseled by Zeus himself. Brandon Sharples, a man who could beat Mike Tyson. In a spelling bee, together they form the At Odds Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the At Odds Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Hemminger, and we have an absolutely insane show in store for you guys today. We have so much to talk about. Uh, my wonderful co-host is Brandon Sharples. We'll get his thoughts here in just a second, but I'm just going to give you the brief rundown on what we're talking about today. Uh, first things first, we're going to be going over the NCAA tournament, which had its first two rounds this past weekend. Then we're going to be going into all kinds of just crazy shit. We have uh, this Australian kid that did something to impress a chick. We'll get into that. Uh, we have NBA flat earthers. We have transgender weightlifters. And then we've got, obviously, Hems Gems, Sharples Rant of the Week, uh, Brandon's Bets, all kinds of really awesome stuff. So without further ado, let's bring in my wonderful co-host, who I disagree with on just about everything, Brandon Silky Smooth Sharples. What's going on, guys? Good to be back. Uh, I'm having a great week. I'm excited. I had a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, biggest thing that happened to me this week, and it's probably the most exciting thing that ever happened to me, is my son, Braxton, confirmed he will be into hot chicks and not hot dudes. Nothing against gays. You guys are some great people, but my son is a physical specimen, and he needs to be breeding, preferably with a dime piece gymnast so I have a family full of Olympic champions and action heroes. It's, it's, it's really exciting. So basically the story is I was on Facebook. I was scrolling, uh, scrolling through my newsfeed. My son, he always sits on my lap. He kind of chills with me at nighttime, and we're going through the feed, and I come up on this this post of men's humor, and it's you guys are all going to fail this test. It's a test to show if you're addicted to adult porn. Like, um, basically, adult films, you go through this, and, and you take this test. I didn't click on it or anything, but we're scrolling past, and my son's like, Dad, why doesn't she have any underwear on? And her big butt is out because the, the headline picture is a couple porn stars, like, in bathing suits, like, bent over. So I go, I don't know, buddy. We're moving on here. And my son puts his finger on my phone, scrolls it back up. I start laughing. He's like, what's – I'm like, what's going on, buddy? You like this girl? And he goes, a little. Why? Do you like her a lot? I go, yeah, buddy, I do. And he goes, yeah, I like her a lot too. But please don't text her and tell her though, dad. <laughs> he's so worried I was going to tell her. I don't even know this guy. But it, to me, that confirmed that he's he's into pretty women. It's going to be an exciting time, and uh, I'm looking forward to that future. So – that's exciting times that happened with, with me this week. What about you, Hemi? Anything exciting well, happen for first, you? First off for this, how about this? Your son's allowed to breed if you get a vasectomy. I'm getting a yes, vasectomy no. because I don't need to be having any more children. <laughs> <laughs> My pullout game's not very good. Your pullout game <laughs> it's weak. is weak. It's weak. <laughs> hey, you know what, Hemi? You want to know yeah. something, Hemi? If I had those All awesome right. – Government condoms, I would have been able to uh, <laughs> avoid some situations, but that's all right. Hey, it's not hard. It's not hard. They they come free. Now, 
<laughs> I do have I, I was a complete sack of shit this week. I really was. Um all right. This is Knocker. full on like I don't know why I'm even admitting this to you guys, but all right, Mass Effect the new Mass Effect just came out. And tell her tell her people bought, what that is. Uh, Matt, it's a video game. Uh, it's on Xbox One, and it's basically just about uh, the universe, and you explore the the gal a galaxy, and like you solve conflicts with all kinds of alien species and and races and shit, and go to all co- kinds of planets. It's it's extremely in depth, tons of story and all kinds of stuff. So that's the basics of of the game. I mean, it's it's very very popular, but I bought it, and there is so much shit to do. So what did I do? Uh, basically, today I woke up at one in the morning because my sleep schedule is fuck all. And then I played Mass Effect Andromeda from 1 a.m. until 7 p.m. <laughs> I didn't eat. I don't even remember if I got up to take a piss or not. I think I did. I haven't had any water. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I just don't think I pissed. I don't think I had to. I just my body forgot. <laughs> you know what that's called, Heavy? That's called dehydration. You're dehydrated. Yeah. Um, I might. If I pass out, you'll know why. Hey, don't now, you have a Fitbit? Yeah, yeah. That was I was just getting <laughs> I have I have a Fitbit because I was trying to get healthier. I was trying to like go eight thousand steps a day at least. And for somebody that works from their computer at home, that's a lot. And Guess how many steps I I took today? I have no clue. Two hundred, three hundred, four hundred. Well, yeah. If I told, hadn't told you that before the show, yeah, <laughs> two hundred <laughs> steps. Two hundred <laughs> steps. That's that. I would have taken more steps if I had gone to get my mail. <laughs> I'm not joking. I would have had Abby. more steps if I got off my ass, checked my mail, and came back to my door. I would have had over two hundred steps. But literally, I woke up, walked to the couch, sat on the couch for, I'm trying to calculate this, 18 hours. Yeah, 18 hours. <laughs> I just want to let our listeners and, know and that, the show, that this show might not last very long because my co-host is going to get a deep vein thrombosis. <laughs> He's going to die <laughs> from this blood clot going to his lungs and brain from not moving. Yeah, and also, so. I don't even know why you have all those condoms now that I think about it. If you're going to be playing Mass Effect for 27 hours, you know what the worst I think, part you know, is? You're going to use those to piss in, is what you're doing. <laughs> the the last chick that I that I met up with, she messaged me while I was playing, and I didn't even notice. Oh my god! I, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna you. embarrass myself even more by reading what she sent me. Why don't you try talking to me? Do you just want me to leave game. you alone? She sent me that today. I'm just reading this now. Brandon had no idea I was going to bring this up. She literally reached out to me and asked why I'm not talking to her. And I'm going to have to tell her that it was because I played a video game for 18 straight hours. You do not need to tell her anything of the sort. You tell her you have – you tell her some crazy shit. You tell her you were training for a marathon. You tell her that – you are working on a novel. You tell her something impressive. You do not tell okay. her that you were fucking I will say, on the couch shitting on yourself. I, I dropped <laughs> my eating. phone rescuing four baby, four orphan babies from uh, a burning building. How was that? 
hey, you know what? I'm such a degenerate gambler. I would bet on that. <laughs> Which babies would make it out of that building? <laughs> hey, no. I, hey, you know what? I got, I got, I got twenty bucks on on the Mexican because he can scale better. I got... <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. okay. So but let's get into the topics for today's show. First things first, we're going NBA flat earth. That's, that's, that's a number one topic for today's show. Uh, obviously everyone knows about Kyrie Irving. People made fun of him about two weeks ago when that, all that came out that he was pro flat earth and people thought he was joking, but he really believed it. And we thought that'd be the end of it. I mean, the guy got just shit on, but then this happened. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, appears on a, a radio channel and does a live interview and they ask him about flat earth. So I just want you guys to listen to what Shaq said and, and also just pay attention to the radio dudes and how their reaction was. Cause I think they were even being kind to him. I, I would have not been very nice to, to poor old Shaq. So here we go. What did you make of the Kyrie stuff? I don't, it's, it's true. The, 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 what? Uh, the earth is flat. Shaq, what are you talking about? The earth is flat. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's yes, not. Yes, it is. No, Listen, it's not. I drive from coast to coast, and this is flat to me. <laughs> I'm just saying. Okay, that's I, the dumbest no, thing you've I ever just, said. I drive from it's Florida. the dumbest thing you've ever said. I drive from Florida to California all the time, and it's 92, flat to me. I 92 not, podcasts, and that's the dumbest thing you've ever said. I you, do not that, go, that's a high bar to get over. I do not go up and down in a 360-degree angle and all me? that stuff about gravity. <laughs> Have you looked outside of Atlanta lately and seen all these buildings? So you mean to tell me that China is under us? China's yes. under us. If you you keep they are right? under us. That's they not, tell you when you're a kid. The world is flat. If you dug straight through your backyard, the you can get to China. No, you can't. The world, the world is, flat. is not flat. Yes, it is. We've seen the Earth. No, we haven't seen anything. Yes, you have. You've no, seen it from satellite imagery. Oh, satellite imagery that could be that, that could be drawn and okay. made up. I'm just saying, when I drive from Florida to New York, flat. Right. New York oh, to Seattle. It's flat. Not flat. Seattle down to L.A. Flat. L.A. back to Florida. Flat. It's a square. That's what it is. Okay, I can't see the Earth. There you have it. Shaq thinks the earth is flat. All right, Sharples, I want to get your take on this before I just start letting loose because I'm getting pissed. <laughs> All right, disclaimer here. I'm not a, I'm not a flat earth guy. It's not like that at all. Um, my opinion is that the earth is, is not flat. But it's not an opinion, by the way. Shouldn't be an opinion. <laughs> you know, you never Scientific know. Fact. Scientific um, there, fact. There's certain things that, you know, if you ever research flat earth, if there's things that you want to learn um, just to kind of expand your mind and maybe kind of give you a like, hmm, like a hmm moment. Um, there's certain things you can watch on YouTube. There's things you can read about flat earth theory that kind of gives you an, an idea of maybe you don't know everything. But like I said, disclaimer, I do believe, you know, the earth is round. Um, not round, but you know what I mean. Uh, one of the things that they argue is gravity. Now, basically, get people don't don't realize that gravity is a theory, and it's it's measured based on a theory. And you know, nobody literally knows what gravity is, if it's matter. You know, they don't know what it is. Nobody can explain it. If you ever listen to any of the major scientists. Like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, they, like they don't they don't know what to say about it. They just they just know it exists, is what they say. 
and th- that's that. So the fact that people these these flat Earth truthers basically say that gravity is a myth, and the reason that we're not floating up in the sky is because we're on a flat Earth surrounded by a dome that keeps us here. Like we don't need gravity. We're not going to float anywhere. We're not. It's not. We're not. The Earth's not round, so we you know we don't need that gravity to keep us. If we're on the bottom, like Australia, all those guys. So um, there's that. And it, it, there's like little examples you can use. Like say – like one of the theories of people – one of the major scientific um, explanations like that are pretty easy to explain to people is scientists will use – well, say you have a boat, and the boat starts off at the dock, and you watch this boat go off into the, into the water, and as it goes farther and farther out, you lose sight of the boat. And they say that proves the fact that the Earth is round, and that's how you lose sight of the boat. Well, basically, to debunk that, you just ba- you just grab a telescope or binoculars or whatever you want to enhance your sight, and you just look at the boat, and it reappears in your sight, vi- you know, in your vision. And basically, all all they are proving is that we have a limited sight capacity. I mean, there's there, there's only so much the human eye can can deal with, and. Uh, so that's kind of a debunked theory there, but that's like one of the things that like Bill Nye, the science guy, will use on his show to teach children about the curvature of the Earth. He'll use a boat and he'll push it out into like the simulated water and be like, you know, this is what happens. And that, you know, they debunked that by saying, just use a binoculars, it will reappear in your vision, in your line of vision. So that's that. And like, basically, you gotta you gotta look at the at the the government as a whole and how many times we've been lied to about vast majority of things why everything's so classified while we're supposed to have this transparency amongst human beings and the government continues to treat us as kind of like a herd and they you know they don't bring anything to the forefront so there could be a lot of secrets that we don't know so i, I it's one of those things where i believe that, that the earth is not flat but it's well to put it lightly if one day we we're blown out of this earth with the information that it is flat or things that we don't know I would not be surprised. And like the space program, you know, that was the first time, you know, in, in this generation, you know, our parents' generation was the first time we were able to shoot up high enough to be able to see anything around the Earth. And this theory, you know, this dates back hundreds and hundreds of years that, that the Earth is no longer flat. You know, Aristotle was writing about this stuff. And, um, you know, you think that basically our entire existence that we know of, in, you know, in our five, six generations behind us, know of was the Earth was round, and we have we have theories that are based on this principle. We have travels based on this principle. You know, teachings are based on this principle. And if they shot that rocket up in the '60s and found out that that's not the case, do you think they'd really tell us? Do you think it would be worth telling us that basically right. our entire existence is a lie? I mean, these are just points it's I'm trying time. to make out that. Yeah. Okay. I've I've let you go long enough. Like I thought I was gonna have a brain aneurysm about halfway through. But uh <laughs> okay. This is one of the easiest things to prove in the freaking world. All right. Yeah. Do you know when they discovered that the earth wasn't flat? I'm just oh, we're talking. just uh, just letting you have a guess. Like when it was actually scientifically proven that the earth wasn't flat. It was like wasn't it like fifteen eighty seven or something like that? 220 BC. 220 no. BC. Eratosthenes. No, that's a Greek god. Egypt. No, no, no. This is not a Greek god. This is a real thing. All right. 
this dude, one of the biggest geniuses from ancient times, he measured uh, the sun's shadow in Alexandria and then in another town like that was like 800 kilometers away. And he was actually able to measure the exact time that the sun cast no shadow on this giant pyre. And then also, well, he measured the, 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 the shadow. And then he also had the, when he knew that a well had no, was able, the sun was fully shining down into a well at the exact same spot. And if the earth was flat, the, there would have been no shadow at this, uh, this pyre or this giant monument. And there was, and he was actually able to calculate, and I'm not joking. He was actually able to calculate the circumference of the earth based on just those measurements without a phone, without a calculator, without all these crazy things. This dude was literally able to figure out the curvature of the earth and how big the earth was in two over 200 BC. Uh, there's this, Amazing video, uh, Carl Sagan in the Cosmo series, if you've never seen it, uh, goes over how much of a genius this guy was and broke down oh, yeah. in way better terms than I can explain how he did it. Uh, but Eratosthenes is a guy you guys need to know about. You need to watch this video because Carl Sagan would be fucking spinning in his goddamn grave right now if he's seeing all this flat earth bullshit. Um, unbelievable. <laughs> the first practical demonstration of Earth's uh, sphericity is was achieved in ni- uh, fifteen nineteen. So it was okay, fifteen hundred. That's that's that's, a, that's the first practical demonstration. That's that's how they basically prove. Yeah. I mean, if you like really want to prove everything, just get a fucking GoPro, tie it to a weather balloon, and just let it go. It'll get high enough that you can. It will take picture of the curvature of the Earth. I mean, yeah, you're not going to see it from a tall building. So uh, you're not going to see it even from a, a, a small plane. But you can see it if it goes high enough. It's not that hard. <laughs> so what you're saying is we don't need to be getting our science from athletes? <laughs> no. I am. That's another. From Shaq? Are you I telling me Shaq cannot tell me how, I know how this earth is right? You're going to get the rant of the week and everything. But I am so sick and tired of basketball players giving us shit to – like preaching to us about stuff that they don't know one fucking thing about. I mean, seriously, this, this could go into everything. What, what is, did this, Kyrie this Irving? What did Kyrie Irving get his? Uh, he didn't get his degree. He was there in Duke for one year. I'm, I'm pretty sure he went like the Andy Katzenmoyer basket weaving route while he was at probably Duke. Okay, after hearing this shit, okay, guarantee one of his classes was basket weaving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's no, there's no way you can be that ignorant to science. Um, it, it yeah, I'm, I'm is sure he was unfathomable. In, you know, unfathomable. And all this shit. Yeah. Okay, we pay these guys to dribble a ball and shoot the fucking ball. I don't want to hear their politics. I don't want to hear their science. I don't want to hear anything. I want to watch them shoot a ball. These guys are, they're giving me an escape from my own boring fucking life when I watch them. I don't want to hear them. 
All right. Yeah, because politics like and science, people, everything, yeah. that's that's a part of our life that we 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 deal with every single day. Sports are supposed to be entertainment. Sports are, sports are supposed to be like our getaway into like another dimension almost. You know what I mean? And this is why everybody loves them so much and why they're so passionate about it. When you start mixing real life with entertainment, it becomes moot. Like why even do it? And so mm-hmm. I, I agree with you completely on that point. It, it takes away from you know everything that I love about sports when I start here, you know, seeing these protests and stuff. And people are, are I mean, I, they're they're human beings too, and they are allowed to, to express their rights as far as protests. I understand that. Uh, it's just that it is disappointing to see. And in, in the NFL ratings took a huge, huge, huge hit this year, and I mean that's not a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And I, like like it's, like you're talking, I mean like they just when you get to a point in a social ladder where you're up at the very top as far as money and power and all that stuff, you, you basically can say whatever the fuck you want. And that's where these guys yeah. are coming from. They just but people get the, weird. The whole, yeah, the whole experience that they're basing it off of is their own personal firsthand experience. Of course, if all you've ever done is drive cars and fly in planes, you're going to think the Earth is flat. You don't ever actually take measurements. You're not actually going out there and testing it. Everything looks flat. The Earth is fucking huge, you know? First of all, she actually so, drives around California. Yeah. Uh, I've driven through California multiple times. It's hilly as fuck. I don't know what the hell he's talking well, about. It's not he, some, he, he acts like he's driving he's on a straight plane. But, no, you know, but the, the problem is the <laughs> thing is you, you're, you are – how can you use that as your point of reference when you literally are driving downhill multiple times? I mean you're just yep. – you're going all over the place. He doesn't know <laughs> what the fuck he's talking about. It just makes no sense. You know what I mean? I get what he's trying to say, that he's not falling off the face of the earth, but he's not going to the end of the earth either. That's another one of the things, like, if people want to check this out, there's a bunch of documentaries on it. This is what another thing that people talk about with the Antarctica. Antarctica is a continent that is completely off limits to any other country. There is a huge treaty worldwide that nobody is allowed – nobody owns Antarctica. Nobody's allowed to dig Antarctica. Nobody's allowed to do anything on Antarctica. Now, Antarctica is – Filthy rich in uh, coal, crude oil, um, minerals. It's just – it has enough to just run our lives for a long, 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 long time, and nobody is allowed to go tap into those resources. And in, and in a money-hungry world that we live in, there is – there's got to be something going on with Antarctica that you know we're in the dark about because there is no way that – that the world would not be would not want to tap into those kind of resources to to exploit it for monetary gains. So there's got to be something about Antarctica that we're in the dark about. The reason I bring that up is in these flat world theories, they're saying that Antarctica and all around, basically all around our, the continents, you know, there's all that. The farther out in the ocean you go to the edges of the world, the colder it gets, the more ice. And they're saying, and, and basically Antarctica is two miles up in the air before you can even get. To the to you know the base of the the whole continent, and they're saying that if you get on, if you can make the journey, basically these ships back in the day when they were trying to discover the world, they they weren't equipped to, to to handle all these cold oceans when you get farther and farther out. And even if they made it that far, then they have to trap track on Antarctica and and, and the North Pole all the all the ice, and they have to track miles and miles, and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles, and they're and basically the, the flat earthers think that. Uh, there's a huge giant wall, and that's where the dome starts, is on, on the outer edges of the Earth. And they're saying that – they're basically saying that if you look at the top of the map, if you ever look at those maps where you can see like the top and you can see like, how the continents are bunched yeah. together, and there's a vast ocean. And if you look around it, there's a giant ring of ice 
they're saying that basically they're saying the farther and farther you, you go and the closer you get to that ice, it becomes harder and harder to travel. And it's almost like somebody programmed this earth to be – they made it hard for us to find the edge, almost near impossible by giving us harsh conditions oh, to get there. My brain you get hurts, what I'm man. saying? Yeah, I get this it, is, this is, but my these brain This is the no. things that I'm trying it's to give because you. it's fucking cold. That's why we don't go there, okay? Yeah. The earth well, they, is saying here, so the top they're and bottom deliberate. are further away from the sun, so they're frozen. <laughs> That's why. That's why it's cold. There's no, I get it. Why is the earth so much warmer in the middle? Because that's closer to the sun. I mean, Jesus Christ. I just... I want to freaking just. Well, it's all about like the, it's my a, own earth, face a lip, off. Uh, a lip, ellipsoid um, of revolution is what it's called, I believe. Yeah. Ellipsoid uh, of re- yeah, it's basically talking about the, equ- just, the equatorial this is, axis this is and the polar shit axis. Science at its best. People just like coming up with the dumbest shit, <laughs> and then trying to justify their stupid theories. Like I've seen some real stupid shit. Like one guy was like, "How come, uh, say you start at the top of the Earth if it's a if it's a sphere." And how come if you if you travel from the top of the earth to the bottom, why don't you just fall off? You'd be upside down. Like they don't realize that gravity is relative. I mean, you brought up the whole gravity thing. Like gravity, yeah, we don't exactly know why stuff has gravity, but we can measure it. And the well, bigger the, something, measure, the more it's gravity it has. You know, that's why on the moon way. you can jump higher. I mean, it's smaller. So I mean, it's 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 measurable. Like that's why it, that's how it exists. But anyway, okay, we got to move on. All right, we are we are hey, dumbing I people say, down. We're all not right, dumbing people ahead. down. Go ahead. One I last word. All, no, all I'm saying is I I every information I've given you is just I'm just giving you the theory of flat Earth for our listeners. I want them to understand that they can go check this stuff out for themselves, if, or I, they can I don't want them to check this shit out. For <laughs> I just want I, I just want everybody to open their minds. That's all I'm saying. I'm not I'm all about intellectual freedom. You're closing your mind by not by not even entertaining the idea of, of seeing what these people are talking about just so you can debunk them or you can or you can see what they're all about. I mean, I, I gave you a, a brief synopsis of what this what they're trying to talk about. I didn't give you anything that yeah. you know, I didn't give you any serious details. I mean, there's three hour long documentaries on YouTube about this shit that people can I know. look at. I know, I watched I mean, one. Like I said, I, I, I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, I, I'm not on that bandwagon. But hey, let's get to uh, let's talk about this. Yeah, kid. we got. Yeah, I we got to get gotta, to this. This is, this is crazy, uh, Brandon. You have the 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 juice on this one, so I'm yeah. going to let you take over. But I, I really sure. want to. This is going to be important for the rest of the show. So take it away. Sure, sure. Um, some people might might have heard this already. There was an 18 year old kid. His name's Lee DePau. He's from Australia. And he met this British backpacker. She's a tourist. Her name's Sophie Patterson. She's 24. He's 18. And he became he came he became kind of enamored with her. He loved he loved being around this girl. He, he met her a couple of days prior, and he started to kind of have a big crush on her. And I guess he was dared to jump into this river in Australia that's crocodile infested. And he knew it. And to to impress this woman, this girl, she's only 24, to impress her. He agrees to do it, and he jumps in this river, and he barely makes it. He makes it like halfway through, and then he starts kind of screaming. He's like, "Holy shit!" You know, and and she didn't believe him, and she he 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 made it away, but he got attacked by a crocodile, and he survived. This thing attacked his arm. He ended up getting a shattered arm and a bunch of you know all cut up, and he had to go to the hospital and get it bandaged up. 
but you know he tore his arm up pretty good but she didn't even know that he was getting attacked she thought he was bullshit until he dra- came out of the water and his arm was dragging to his side <laughs> so um so he ends up getting interviewed by by a TV station, and like his response when he's when he was told how people are responding to him being an idiot, he's like, "Haters gonna hate." <laughs> like and he did, did it for the girls. He, he did, did it for it. the he, girls. It was an experience. He survived. Uh, he survived a crocodile attack for a piece of ass, and he that. And then she's in Britain. Like she's not even from Australia. She lives in she lives in Britain, and uh, she. She ended up not even being impressed. She was interviewed by a radio station. She said that she was not impressed. She thought that he was an imbecile for it and that she would be basically (laughs) – she was saying that she would be basically, um, you know, sick in the head if she found that to be impressive. Yeah, she said that, you know, she was not impressed by his bravery. And he's like, I hope this girl buys me a drink. (laughs) That's what he said. Okay. She's like she tells the she tells the radio station she's like there was no chemistry between us before this attack at all. I have no idea why he jumped in there. I only just met this kid. He's too young for me. And then they then they the radio station is hard. They're like, well, what if you got attacked by a shark? That's <laughs> what she said. And she's like, I would. Have, she goes, I would have to be twisted to be impressed by what he did. There's nothing funny about risking your life. Listen, didn't she? Right. Then she, he, well, hold on. He said that. He tried bragging to the to the TV station saying that he was going to get a date with her, that she agreed to go on a date with him now, that he did this. Well, she told she told the radio station she'd try and see him if her schedule allowed it, which is basically girl code for fuck off, but I'm going to be nice. <laughs> it, that definitely is, by the way. 100%. Now, so, he's, he, so he got bit by a crocodile for no reason. Yeah. So this takes us to basically part of the theme of the rest of the show is what is the stupidest fucking thing you've ever done to try to impress a girl? Um, now, if you want to tell us, uh, we're taking callers. Number is 347-850-8386. You can also Skype in if you're listening live. Uh, you can just press the Skype button if you're uh, logged into Skype. Or you can just tell us in the chat room as well just the stupidest thing. We will read them live on air. Uh so, Brandon, I want to hear first your stupid – well, actually, I want to go first because yeah, mine probably first. isn't nearly as stupid. Mine isn't <laughs> nearly as stupid. I have two. All right. The first one was – I. all right, just as a little background, I had no idea what the fuck I was doing with girls growing up. Like, I didn't have uh, – you know, my dad passed away when I was really young. I didn't really have that go-to advice. Uh, I was really shy around girls. Basically, my – Everything I learned was from like Disney movies. I just wanted to be Prince Charming, you know, just be super nice and respectful. And that would work. Did not work by the way, did not work at all. Uh, but there was a girl, Lindsay Matheny. I met her at a party. Uh, I think Morgan Beckley's birthday party or something. <laughs> and we hit it off and she wanted to, she let me go to her house and she introduced me to her parrot. And I do not like parrots. I mean, they're loud. They shit everywhere. Uh, they are aggressive. They are emotional. And I did not like this thing from the first second I saw it. And it knew it. It knew it. It had hate in its eyes when she was holding it. And, it, and I just acted like we were best friends. And I knew it was going to bite me. 
And she asked me if I wanted to hold him, and I said, okay, and she let me hold him, and it bit the shit out of me. Huge <laughs> gash in my finger. <laughs> and she was just flabbergasted that her super sweet parrot uh, dared bite me. But, yeah, mm-hmm. so I, 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 I got bit by a parrot for a girl. And then hey, this one's – yeah, I got one more, and it's short. But no, I got, I got to say something. Okay, go did, ahead. Did, did, you say, did you say parrot want a sausage finger? <laughs> you want a big I did not have sausage finger fingers from back heavy? then, by the way. I was I was in pretty good shape. So oh, shit. <laughs> hey yeah, hey, now, hey, our, hey, hey, Tony wants to know if you got any ass from her. <laughs> I never did. I didn't even kiss oh, her. Oh my god. Believe it You're just like I know, this dude that got bit by a crocodile. Yeah, you didn't get no pussy and you it took an bad. injury from bad. an animal. <laughs> no, there's one more though that was way worse. For me, like I, I, we were trying to think of them, and I, I couldn't think of it off the top of my head, but I, I got one though. Uh, it was the the first real girlfriend I ever had. Her name was Shauna. Uh, like it was like I was like eighteen. Like I, again, I was didn't really get into that shit until I was a lot later and developed. And we broke up like right before I left to go back to Ohio State. And she wanted to stay friends. And I wanted to stay friends because I thought that we would get back together because I was freaking puppy dog love for this chick. And so fucking lame. We were friends. And she asked, asked friends if I wanted to go to her homecoming with her while I was in college. And she was at Genoa. So So even though she had dumped me, my pussy ass went back, left Ohio State for the weekend, and went to homecoming with her. And we went to Boston Market for our homecoming <laughs> dinner. Dude, classy. Yeah. And then I actually went to homecoming with this girl. Uh, and I tried to kiss her during the dance, and she fucking, like, turned her cheek. <laughs> and she said, no, we're friends. And Dude. yeah, that was brutal. It was brutal. Like just even bringing it up makes me cringe. So you, so not, so you got attacked by a parrot, <laughs> and you didn't get no ass. Then you leave Ohio State, where you probably got partied and had fun, got hammered. Oh yeah, I've been Got ass from some before. random strange. You go back to a high school dance, and you didn't even get any ass. You couldn't even get a peck on the lips from this girl. Yeah, I mean we we you did stuff before that when we were dating, man. but yeah. So at least in my defense, you know, I got some action earlier, but yeah, not that, not afterwards. It was, it was just, I was, stuck, yeah. I was hung up on that girl, man. It was bad. Hey, Tony so. Flores, he says, how could you, how could she turn you down if you took her to Boston Market? <laughs> Dude, that's some classy shit. I hope you let her get a breast and a leg. Yeah. I, I, Cause you know I, what? I'm trying to remember. It, hey, oh, it was because we went, we were going to go somewhere else and. Like their line was like an hour long because everybody was taking their dates to homecoming. Like I think it was Olive Garden or something lame, and and we were just like, oh, let's just go to Boston Market. It was like next door. Hey, you know, as long as yeah, as long like I said, as long as you got her a breast and some leg, because damn sure you weren't getting no breast and leg that night. (laughs) No, I I did not. No, not one bit. All oh right, let's God. hear yours. Let's hear yours. I've embarrassed myself plenty. Honestly, I'm I was an out of control person for a long time. I, honestly, sometimes I don't even know where to start. 
I, I kind of need to talk to a lawyer to see the, the, the statute of limitations on some of this shit before I say <laughs> I it on air. I don't want to get arrested. statute of limitations on some of my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I've done a lot of things. A lot of things – this is not – and by the way, for our listeners, this doesn't have to be just for a girl. I mean this could be stupid shit you did to impress anybody in your life, but I've done dumb things to be a center of attention far too many times. I mean I remember one time – I met this girl. So my stepbrother, Brian, his wife, Alex, she worked at this restaurant in Columbus. I can't remember the damn one. If he was listening right now, he could chat in there and tell me. can't remember the name of it. It was like Boar or something like that. And she had a coworker, and she was really pretty. And for some reason, we just like – she just slipped me her number one time when we were paying for our bill. We went to visit Alex. We ate me, my Ben Lanis, and my stepbrother, Brian. And – we she slips me my number or she slips me her number and I end up calling her and we hang out that night and it was me her her roommate her roommate's like boyfriend and like another guy and we start playing beer pong and, and and I'm just pounding beers and I'm trying to like basically impress them by like being good yeah froggy bear wild boar that's that's the place that's what it's called so my stepbrother said but uh basically what happened was I, I was trying to impress them by drinking all this beer. We were doing shotguns, and we bonged a couple beers. We were playing beer pong, and I was winning a lot. You know, it was just a couple of us, and it was just girls playing beer pong, so I was, I, you know, it wasn't too hard. And uh, we ended up leaving. They took me to the store, and I bought us a bunch of Heinekens, and I used to start pounding these beers, and I got fucking shit hammered, wasted. And I puke outside. I puke in their bathroom. I, I remember I had to take a shit, so I got... I get on the toilet, I take a shit, but I fell asleep. I passed out on the toilet taking a shit. And I remember I woke up because they opened the door to check on me, and I was sitting on their toilet. Like, <laughs> I was just sitting on their toilet, passed out, probably shit caked my ass. So they end up Elvis. by the time. Just like Elvis. Yeah. Yep. So I, I end up getting up. You know, I clean myself off the best I could, and they end up sticking me in their roommate Katie's bed, who was out for the night. She was out for the night, so I and I had to work the next morning. Like I had to wake up at six thirty in the morning to go to this freaking steel place that me and my stepbrother worked. So I I, I, get, I wake up in this bed beyond hungover. I was still hammered, drunk. I just throw my shit on, and I just and I go back to I go back to work that day, and I was just I end up <laughs> I told Brian about it, but but his coworker <laughs> his coworker or her coworker that I that I went on that little hangout session with, she. Uh, you know, she told Alex the whole story, and it was so fucking embarrassing. But she actually hung out with me after that. We went and saw a movie together. We saw that movie with Denzel Washington where, uh, you know, he plays the gangster, Nicky Barnes, American gangster, I think. We went oh, okay. and saw that. Yeah. We hung out a couple of times, but, you know, we never really went farther than that. I think she always kind of, like, pictured me taking a shit pass down on the toilet. <laughs> Matter <laughs> of fact, all my all – my, all my crazy-ass stories involve shit. Like when like, I remember we were in high school, we used to fuck up this little neighborhood by my house, like just mess with mess with people's stuff. And I remember I got dared to take a shit in a bag and like place it in my na- like one of my neighbor's mailboxes. So I took this huge shit and we placed a fat turd on the hood of their car and we placed the rest in their mailbox. And I'll never forget we woke up the next morning and it was by fucking sheer luck that we we looked out the window as this girl's mom walks out to get the mail and i never remember we had the windows open it's summertime we had the windows open and we can hear her 
and she pulls the thing down. She sticks her hand like in the mailbox. And as she and as she does that, I hear her go, motherfucker. She pulls her hand out really fast. She storms off. Dude, like an hour later, she comes out with her husband. They have a bucket of soapy water. <laughs> they clean my shit out of their mailbox. I don't even realize there was a fat shit turd on the hood of their car. Uh, just so you know, I, I just looked it up. The statute of limitations for uh, shitting in a mailbox is 25 years. So yeah. I think you're still yeah. fucked. You're still yeah. fucked. Probably. I wouldn't doubt it. But that ain't the fr- <laughs> that's not the only time I did that. One time, me and my friend Reed, we went down to Wheelersburg, Ohio, and we had a cool little weekend down there. It's fucking hillbilly country by West Virginia. And I have pictures of this on Facebook. Reed, found, Reed t- posted these on Facebook. So they're, I'm hammered, and this girl would not let me in her house. I had to take a shit so bad, and this girl would not let me in her house, and <laughs> they had a camcorder and everything. She wouldn't let me. I go, fuck this. I went I went behind her shed, and I took a shit, and they were, like, filming me with, with a camcorder, and I ended up ripping the shit off the ground, and I took it to her neighbor's mailbox, and I put it in their mailbox. <laughs> Because I got dared by the same motherfucker that dared me to do it to my neighbor in, up north. It was the same Bad influence Reed dared, right there. Reed, Reed dared me to do it both times, and I was hammered the second time, you know, down in Wheelersburg. We took a picture of it. like little, like, weeds, like, in my shit because I ripped it off the ground with a towel. So, like, there's grass, like, intertwined with my shit just placed into this mailbox. And I come <laughs> to find man. out. Come to find out, I had no idea when I did this. It was nighttime. I was hammered. Come to find out, I look outside. There's a goddamn wheelchair ramp, and I asked Holly, I was like, "What's up with that?" And you know, like, oh, yeah, my neighbor's like 90 years old. And I'm like, "You guys are assholes." I was like, "I had no idea. I would never have done that. I would never have done that." But you know what? Whatever. It's an experience. It's some stupid shit that I did. It was just fucking retarded. As a matter of fact, we did that. We did that. That scavenger hunt our senior year, we went around all over Fremont, Oregon, Ohio. We went through Toledo. We went through everywhere you can think of just doing crazy shit. And uh, a kid we went to school with, Travis, he took a shit in a box and wrapped it as a present, and he placed it on he placed it on the front doorstep of this house right outside Oak Harbor and rang the doorbell. Come to find out that house was a house that mentally handicapped people all lived in. It's like a community house. Like we didn't know this, and they didn't know this, so it wasn't like we're just trying to like tease, you know, mentally challenged people. But it just sheer fucking luck. This dude wrapped a shit present and stuck it on a, a mentally challenged, you know, doorstep. I was waiting for this shit to be in the paper and calling us like degenerate children and what's the world coming to type shit. So that one was, thing you know, did that make was... the paper from that hunt, by the way. Which one? Uh, from that scavenger hunt. Uh... They stole baby Jesus from St. John's Lutheran. Yeah, from dumb the... fucks. Yeah, <laughs> we did that. Oh, we stole Fang Boner Road's sign. Dude, yeah. this, the, dude, oh my God. So they they snuck into my house in Oak Harbor when I wasn't there. This is my own teammates. We had a team. We were set up on Team A, Team B, doing stupid shit, like doing all these challenges, like dumb things. And uh, while I, they filmed it, my buddy Reed, the same dude that dared me those two times to stick my shit in the mailbox, snuck in. He always had this huge crush on my mom. He he, he always talks about her breasts. He's such a dumbass. But anyways, he sneaks in, 
opens a drawer and steals my mom's panties. One of the one of the things on the list was stealing Sharple's mom's panties. That was worth a point on the list. So I'm watching this video. We're all laughing. I'm having a great time. And all of a sudden it cuts to this dark like thing with the light on Reed. And he whispers. He, he holds these panties up. He goes, Sharple's mom's panties. He goes, let's go. <laughs> and he took off. And I'm watching this. And, and we're all together like 13, 13 people on my team, like 13 other teams. So like well over 20 people sitting in this kid's Seth's living room. And I had that. I was the first time I saw that. I was so fucking embarrassed. And my mom was that so video embarrassed. That still out there somewhere. Oh, that thing's floating out there. Yeah. We've got some good oh, he, shit out there. We we did that. Uh, this is another thing we did to impress people. We did the fire in the hole. It's where me, oh, yeah. my buddy Brian, and Rob, we went through this drive through in this shitty Scottsdale truck that barely ran. And we, we ordered just a pop. This is horrible, by the way. But at the time, we laughed our asses off. But now that I'm older, I realize how stupid I was. And that girl probably felt shitty. But we went through this drive through and we knock on we you know we pay for our drink and she gives it to us and lo and behold straight out of a comic book this this woman is she's probably 30 years old she's working at burger king and she weighs probably almost 400 pounds she's just huge as fuck so not only are we doing this gag with the normal person this happens to be what people find humorous a big fat woman working in a fucking burger king so she closes the door real quick and burger king has these tiny door these tiny doors so rob Rolls his window down, knocks on the window. As soon as she opens it, he launches this pop back into into the drive into the drive through window and nails it right in the chest, and it just explodes everywhere. And we got the video back. We paused it right as it was exploding, and her face looked like yeah, she was in you, hair. You can see her heart breaking. Yes, and like at the time, we're driving away laughing our balls off, like it was the funniest thing in the world. But now that I'm 30 years old, and I'm thinking, damn, I was a dickweed. Like I, I could have ruined her life. Like I, she could probably point back to that moment for the rest of her life as something that changed it. I hope I changed it for the positive. You know what I mean? I hope it like made her do something with her life instead of like ending it. <laughs> that was, yeah. You know, I feel That's bad. Brutal. All right. Well, we, we got to move on. We only, we're already 45 minutes into the show and we're not even to like the biggest thing we wanted to talk about, which is going to be two subjects from now. Uh, we're going to go over this pretty briefly because it was a, the most important part of the show last week. Uh, the NCAA tournament, uh, we had the first two rounds. Uh, first off, we got to say, how busted is your bracket right now? Uh, my bu- after, my after bracket. After two rounds. My bracket's, bracket's pretty busted, but the thing of it is, is that I think the entire nation's bracket's busted pretty good. So I'm still sitting okay, like percentage-wise on my ESPN bracket, you know, I'm thinking I'm like, I'm like 70 or 80 percentile, which isn't bad considering the fact. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing okay, except for one thing, Villanova. Villanova fucked me hard, man. They fucked me hard. That was Brian's champion. That was my champion. They went down in the second round. So I'm, I, I am, I need a prayer. I need a miracle to beat you now, even though I did some, I made some good picks too. I made some really good picks, uh, but yeah, Villanova, man, fuck Villanova so bad. I hate them right now. I hate them with a passion. I cannot I believe I lost Duke. Though. I lost Duke from my Final Four. And, and the worst part was I betrayed myself because I picked against <laughs> the Big Ten. Okay, I shouldn't have done it. Hemi. All right, I, I should have just said. had the finals. I should have had like seven or eight Big Ten teams in the Sweet Sixteen, and I'd have been a lot safer, I think, with my overall bracket than it would have been right now 
Yeah, well. But I do have still three of my final four. Uh, Purdue still alive. They were my big surprise team, and they've looked really good. You know, Swaggy Swanigan is kicking ass. Um, I did call Michigan over Louisville. Not a lot of people saw that coming. That that's my one upset that I'm really proud of, and having <laughs> a Butler in the Sweet 16. Other than that, it's pretty sad. Like there's well, no had, real big surprises that I have. In I there. had Oklahoma State beating Michigan and then Oklahoma State beating Louisville. So I mean, we both had Louisville only going one game, but mm-hmm. like one win. But um, wrong team. I, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in better shape than you. I still have. I still have uh, Oregon, UCLA, and Arizona in my in my Final Four left, and I got a couple of teams left in my my Elite Eight. But I'm in. I'm in bad shape there too. Kind yeah, of. My my Midwest region's looking good though. I mean, I I still have the dream of the Michigan-Purdue Elite Eight matchup that I predicted. They could still happen. They got big it's games not happen coming up. Or, Oregon's big games be coming up. Hold on. And we got to say, Emmy. Oregon is going to be. Big Ten, SEC, Pac-12, all representing. All have three teams in the Sweet 16. ACC got their asses kicked. Uh, just North Carolina left, I believe. And then, you know, a bunch of other smaller conferences still have a team left. But – those three, those are the three conferences that that represented this year so far. Got yeah. to represent. Hold on a second here. All right, Oregon let's is, get your thoughts. Oregon is going to smash Michigan. I'm just after they needed right a now. buzzer beater to beat Rhode Island. This is NCAA tournament. These teams are tough. Rhode Island's a good team. They, you know they played well all year. Seed. So what? I don't know. Hey, hey Oregon's good. Oregon's good. That Tyler Dorsey dude kicked ass. Went like nine for ten in that game, including the game winner. I mean, major props to him. And they they did play well, but I I, I don't okay. see it. I think Michigan, Michigan, Michigan might make the Final Four. I would no. not be shocked. No. Well, see what's going to happen is um, Purdue's going to lose to Kansas. Um, Oregon's going to beat Michigan. Uh, my Florida Gators are going to beat up Wisconsin. So then you're out. So no more Big Ten teams for you, buddy. SEC is going to still be <laughs> SEC is going to be uh, living large. They're going to still have every, you know. I think I, I got UCLA beating Kentucky though, but they got but I got I got Florida because now that Nova's out and Duke's out, I mean Florida can realistically make a little run towards that they final could. four. They that cleared out the for them with the one and two out. It's very possible. Yeah, and Baylor is beatable, and I wouldn't be I wouldn't doubt if South Every Carolina beats them. Divisions but let me I mean, let me go over my last saw South Carolina beat in the Sweet Six in the Sweet Sixteen. Well, I did. I didn't even have them beating Marquette. I did, but <laughs> yeah. I, I had that, but not Duke. I mean, give me a, give me a fucking break. But I got I got my picks for that for the Sweet Sixteen. I got I'm gonna take Oregon over Michigan. I'm taking Gonzaga over West Virginia. I think that West Virginia's press defense is gonna take control of the game for a little bit, but Gonzaga's big. And I think that they're going to control the, around the rim, and that's just going to be the difference maker. Gonzaga's got a hell of a defense too. I think they were holding people to like 53 points a game this year, which is asinine. And then you got Kansas over Purdue. Now I will say this: in you know, in defense of Purdue, Purdue's kind of matches up well with Kansas. And if they beat them, I'm not going. You know, it's not going to shock me any. Uh, Kansas is mainly all guards. They run four guards. They basically yeah. run four guards, but one of them they had some eight, trouble so, with Michigan State. I mean, that was a defensive. Yeah. That was a yeah, and produce big, produce produce big. But the thing of it is, they are they got a couple of tall guards on Kansas that that are going to give them some trouble. Um, I'm going to say obviously Arizona over Xavier. 
I think that's the biggest lock of the week. Um, I'm taking Florida over Wisconsin. I'm taking Butler to upset UNC. I just don't like UNC. Uh, I'll take Baylor over South Carolina. I think that, that Cinderella story is out. And uh, I'm going to take UCLA over Kentucky because I love Lonzo Ball. I hate his dad, but Lonzo Ball is an amazing player. He's one of the best college players I've ever seen, period, as far as from the guard position anyway. He plays he plays the point guard position exactly how you want to play it. He plays it like Chris Paul pretty much. Like, you know, he, he's unself, uh, he's he's not selfish. Um, he, he passes the ball with crisp, pristine passes. He, he shoots well. He controls the game. He controls the tempo of the game. Um, everything about Alonzo Ball, there's nothing not like. And I actually, you know, I was hoping that the apple, you know, fell far from the truth is that, and it does, because I've listened to a couple of interviews with him, and he's extremely humble. He's well-spoken. Um, he kind of brushed his dad off. He didn't really, you know, let that take over at the interviews when he gets asked about his dad, LeVar Ball. So um, I like him. So I, I, if, I'm, if I'm an NBA team, I'm taking LeVar uh, Le- uh, Lonzo Ball first round if I can uh, first pick I mean so I, that's my picks for that um, we can get to the we can do the bets now Hemi if you want to or you want to wait yeah let's get, let's get to your bets and and before Brandon gives out his bets I just want to say we're going to also be posting Brandon's bets on our at odds uh, podcast website it's at odds dot wordpress dot com like it's it's still in the developmental stages it's there's not a whole lot to check out there but we're going to have a a, lot, a tab there that keeps track of all of the bets Brandon gives out. We're basically going to assume that the people that bet on these will be risking like a hundred bucks uh, per bet or to win a hundred bucks if they're the, the favorite. So, all right. So um, have at it. Yeah. What, what are your plays that you like for the sweet 16? I'm, you know what? I'm actually going to, I'm just going to give you all, I'm going to take the entire sweet 16 and I'm going to tell you my bets for every game. Um, people, people that, that know betting know how, how hard it is to bet the NCAA tournament. And, uh, you know, that I'm just kind of sticking my neck out on line here at this one. Um, and, and you, you, you went one anywhere. and one last week, which was not yeah. bad. And actually Called I would have got, got the Vandy pick if that kid didn't foul. I would have yeah, got that. They would have. Yeah. So, um, but anyways, on the Michigan, Oregon game, I'm taking Oregon. They're actually getting a point and a half right now. They're, they're the, the underdog. Michigan's the favorite. And there, that's a, a minus 115. So if you bet 100, you'll get $86.96 back on that. Um, Gonzaga, West Virginia, I'm taking Gonzaga minus three points. And, that, that again, that's a that's a uh, minus 115. That's another $86 win if you bet 100. Um, Kansas, Purdue, I'm taking Purdue plus five and a half points. They're getting five and a half points right now. Could even get bigger. And that's a that's – a, uh, that's minus a one ten money line, so you'll get ninety dollars ninety one cents back on a hundred dollar bet. Um, Arizona is uh they're giving up seven and a half right now. It was eight. It just depends on where you're gonna bet. Uh, I'm taking Xavier no matter what. If you as far as take, getting eight points, that's a lot of points to get in an NCAA tournament game, especially when Xavier's kind of they're kind of uh, got a momentum thing going on right now. So hundred dollar bet will get you eighty six dollars ninety six cents. Uh, Florida's Given up two points against Wisconsin. I'm taking Florida minus two. Uh, that's a nine. That's a nine, uh, minus 105 money line. So you're gonna get $95.24 on a $100 bet. Uh, Butler plus eight, and I'm taking that hardcore. Um, if somebody wants to get a little froggy, they can take that money line straight up. But uh, I'll take the plus eight, and that's a that'll get you a $91 payday on a $100 bet. 
Um, Baylor, South Carolina, I'm taking Baylor minus four. Taking the, I'll, I'll take that. And that's a $90, $91 payday on that, on a $100 bet. And then the UCLA, Kentucky, it's floating between uh, Kentucky being uh, an underdog. They're getting a point or it's just a straight up pick them even. So right now um, it's a uh, Kentucky is getting a point and I, that'll be a $91 payday for that. So let's check those picks out. Um, if if I'm going to give you like my favorite picks, I like the, I like the uh, Butler getting eight against the UNC. I like the Baylor on minus four. And that's, th- those are my two favorites. All so, right. We'll and we will that. have all those plays posted on probably on Facebook and on the website after the show. And let's move on to the hot button topic of the week. It is transgender in sports. Uh, If you guys didn't know, uh, a transgender man that went to woman, now named uh, Laurel Hubbard, uh, competed in the Austro-Asian Championships in powerlifting against women, 39 years old, and broke all the world records or all the Australian records. Yeah, Australian records. Yeah, set four records uh, for the 90 kilogram or bigger uh, weight class. Just and won by I believe 19 kilograms over second place. And they un- recently announced that the ruling was going to stand, and that this uh, woman now, I guess is the new record holder for female athletes in out of Australia potentially could be representing Australia in the Olympics. If the, all this stuff holds up. So I want to get your take on this first, Brandon, because I have a lot of shit to say. And I, I know that you're, you're going to have a lot of shit to say. So I just wanted to get yours through first. Um, You know, I think this is going to be like a bouncing back thing. So, you know, I won't yeah. give my entire opinion. We'll just keep going back and forth here, but um, I think it's absurd as far as, um, you know, allowing a transgender male, no, a transgender female who was once male to transition and get into female competitive athletics, um, especially earlier on in their transition period, um, regardless of their testosterone levels, because molecular and cellular biology is kind of like my background. This is what what I like to deal with. And I understand that they have rules about um, you have to have a certain length of um, treatment as far as you have to go. You have to be able to say you did two years of hormonal treatment, and you also have to go through basically the sex change operation in order to um, be allowed to be compete in these in these sports. That's what he had to do, and I think that's basically the the all around rule on this. And uh, the the thing that I have to say about that is. Um, a male's testosterone and a woman's testosterone levels, they're regulated by different places in the body. And when you get into that, regardless of where the testosterone levels are, he's lived his entire life as a man. He's he's developed, you know, the way his muscle his quick twitch, twitch reaction and you know what I mean? Everything, the way his body moves, the way he's developed as a man, regardless of testosterone levels, he still developed that keen sense, you know what I mean? And that that right there is is a huge advantage for him. He's just lived his life as a man. He's he's uh, 
he's developed his life that way, and then he just transitioned. So he still has the power. He still has the ability that a man had. He just has the testosterone levels are down, and that will eventually lead to decrease in muscle mass. But that's not. it's not just like all of a sudden, oh, my testosterone levels are down. I'm no longer strong anymore. You know what I mean? You're still going to be mm-hmm. extremely strong. You're still going to have your, your male strength. Your testosterone will gradually decrease yeah. your and muscle mass. And it's not mass. like you stop it, it, lifting during that period yeah, either. He, he, yeah, he's You're not going to stop exercising. He still lift, he still lifted hard hardcore. Um but but that's that's basically where I'm at on that. Like so when you're when you're a female you develop your 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 testosterone levels come from your ovaries, your adrenal glands and your like there's basically fit, that's quarter of it, quarter of it is ovar, uh, ovaries. Quarter of it is adrenal glands and then the fit, you know half of it will come from like the tissue areas around them. That basically soak up testosterone and release it. It's 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 a complicated process, but that's where that that's how that that process happens. Where where the man is, it's in the testicles, and the hypothalamus sends a sends a, a message to pituitary gland to tell you to tell your to, uh, testicles basically how much testosterone to release. It's just a different process for a man and a different process for a woman. So what happens when a man trans transitions? He no longer has the, the testicles, right? So the only place that he can develop testosterone in his body is on his adrenal glands. So that's that's part of the argument for him being able to compete is that it's argument the argument that he, there's an argument that he will have less testosterone than even a female because he only has one place to get the testosterone. Well, my argument to that is is these athletes are coming straight from uh, relatively a new transition, so they still have their strength. They still have high levels of testosterone in their bodies, and and the fact that it's your it's it's your molecular makeup. You, no matter what you do with your hormonal process, your body it, you have your chromosomes will identify you as a man or a female, and your body will do different things with those hormones. You know what I mean? They don't know just because your levels are a certain level. There's there's ways that your body as a female and there's ways as your body as a man will take that testosterone and, and harness it and use it and that's and, and and that's just my take for now you know we'll, we'll go back we'll banner back and forth on this but that's my take is that they should not be allowed to do that it, it's just it oh, should I'm, be a, it should be a no-brainer in my opinion it's not fair it's dangerous in some like combat sports it's dangerous and in this in this dangerous. particular in this particular moment um he you know he broke all these records that may never be broken anytime soon he looks almost like a man still. He he, he doesn't very he doesn't look very feminine to me. Um, and I just think about all those competitors that really it you know competitive weightlifting takes a lot of hard work. It's blood, sweat, and tears. You know it it, it can make you feel, you know people feel like shit for long periods of times trying to train for this stuff. And these women work their asses off to become champion. And all of a sudden this guy basically swoops in and just takes the glory from them. And I feel I feel yeah. for them. I do. I I understand yeah. how it feels to train your ass off and didn't come up short, and, I, and that's yeah, terrible. It's, it's bullshit. And I have a lot to say on this too. First off, I want to say I really feel for. Uh, let me get this person's name right. Ayanara Sapaya, uh, basically a, a Samoan person from New Zealand area that got second place. This bitch deserved the gold medal. Um, there, there is so much different between a man and a woman physically, and it's and a year of taking hormones is not going to change that. Um, I mean, I'm you know a, a progressive person, 
I'm all for, you know, if somebody wants to identify as a fucking woman, fine. You know, I'll even, I'll, I'll say it's your, she, if you want to be a freaking owl, if you want to be an other kin, if you want all this bullshit, fine, whatever, you know, that's, Mm -hmm. that's what you want to do. But if you want to get into a competition against other people, those we're not going to play pretend anymore. It's just not how the real world should work. It's bullshit. Uh, if you guys know what sexual dimorphism is, it's basically the physiological differences between men and women. And I'm just, there's a shit ton of those, but I'm just going to break down like the stuff that matters, like in a weightlifting competition that would give uh, good old Laurel Hubbard a monstrous advantage over all the competition. Okay. Uh, basically, women just comparatively are about half as strong as men in the upper body and about two-thirds as strong with their lower body. Uh, the female skeleton has less mass, less bone density uh, with their tendons and ligaments. They're weaker. There's higher susceptibility to injury. They can't train as hard. Uh, women get ACL injuries, much more common, women athletes, uh, because their, their ligaments and tendons are weaker. Um, men have over 50, 50% higher lung volume per body mass. Uh, they have a 10% higher red blood cell count. They have a larger heart. That means they can train harder. They can Uh work their cardio longer. Um, hand grip strength. This one's crazy. They literally just tested how, and hand grip is super important. If you're a weightlifter, like how that, that hold you have on the bar. Um, they tested this. Uh, they literally just took dudes that were not athletes at all, just regular dudes, and then compared them to women. And women were 90%, uh, 90% of females had a weaker grip than the top 95% of the men. Like they even threw in like a bunch of female athletes that were, where hand grip was important, like in judo and handball. And they still couldn't, would only beat uh, 25% of the men. Like, basically, the, the biggest pussies of the men were the only ones they were able to beat. And, the, the ones that, and again, all the guys were not athletes. Um, here's another one. Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner, mm-hmm. when he, back then it was he, when he won the, the gold medal in the decathlon in 1976 Olympics, he ran, you know, you run 10 events on track and field. Sure. His, 400 meter dash time in 1976. And again, you're not a world record holder in any of these particular categories. You're just a well-rounded athlete that can do them all. You got to do shot put, javelin, long jump, high jump, pole vault, like all this crazy shit. His 400 meter dash time in 1976 would, is still the world record would still be the world record for women today. Yeah. I actually read that. But now day. Bruce Jenner <laughs> is Caitlyn Jenner. So technically, Bruce Jenner is the fastest woman alive, or Caitlyn Jenner is the fastest woman alive in the 400 meter dash. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 crazy to think about. Yeah. And, and this is a, and this guy isn't the only. Thing. I mean, there was that there was that transgender boy. Um, she's a girl in Texas. Um, her name Mac Beggs. She's transitioning. She's currently going through the hormonal therapy. She's shooting up t- testosterone and everything. 
and they they made her compete in the the girls state championship in Texas for wrestling and not the boys. And she was cool with it because she won the state championship. She got up running around a mat and she was like super excited about it and everything and super super pumped, which is fine. As you won a state championship, I'm not saying just get up and walk out the mat, but at the same time, I don't understand how she was cleared because she was she was juicing loaded. essentially. Yeah, she was loaded up with, 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 with loaded. And if yeah. you look at her compared to her opponent, she was physically opposing imposing compared to that opponent. And I just feel so bad for the other girls that that she had to wrestle against that you know trained and worked hard and that will never get to say that they're state champion because they had to go up against a juiced girl. That's just yeah. absolutely. That- posing on them and it, it just doesn't make any sense to me and i think mm-hmm. that they should have she should have had some sort of decency when it comes to that knowing that she she's juiced to the to the to the top and that you know she has this distinct advantage she knows she has this advantage and she took advantage of it you know it's just it's yeah. that's sad i find that, it. that's that's another thing that i wanted to bring up that i forgot to bring up was uh the <laughs> going back to the weightlifter the laurel hubbard you know they're like okay they started transitioning and they're 33 years old. So it was six years ago. Okay. That's fine. Um, but guess what? When do you hit puberty? Now I'll just assume it's close to 13. So that means that this, when your dude, he was basically taking steroids for 20 years before transitioning to being a woman. Got yeah. 20 years of free steroids in, of course you're going to be stronger. Come on. Like I said, you just, you've already developed your physicality by then. I mean, yeah. the, the testosterone gonna, levels yeah, are not the end-all, be-all. The, the main argument for the people that want this to be allowed is that the testosterone levels are on an even platform, which mm-hmm. they're just not taking in, into account the, the, the cellular structure. Yeah, the, men, the physiological men. differences, yes. which I brought up, are just massive, massive. Like, there, there are studies out there of people yeah. – yeah. But there, there was an athlete that I wanted that I this takes me back because this is actually an argument where MMA was ahead of the game. Um, the first time that we've ever really had a huge controversy about uh, a transgender in sports was Fallon Fox was a male to female transgender who competed in cage fighting in mixed martial arts against women and beat the shit out of them. Like yeah. uh, Fallon Fox, first three opponents knocked uh, knocked two of them out cold in the one of them in forty seconds. So insanely unfair. Uh, wasn't that skilled? Really wasn't that good of a fighter, but was just so physically uh, like it. It's basically a domestic violence. It was basically was, domestic violence. Who was me. her last fight that she won? Uh, well. She beat, the reason I'm asking is because yeah. the the last fight that she had that she won, that woman at, inter, was interviewed and she said that she has never, never felt strength. Yeah. She's never Tamika felt strength Brent. like that. Yep, she said I've Tamika never felt Brent. strength like that. I've never felt. Yeah. I've never been hit that way. It was just a different game for her, and so it, that's that's what people don't understand. The the when you change your testosterone levels, you just don't automatically lose muscle mass and strength. That's a gradual process. So if they get if they get in these competitions earlier in their transition, they're still strong as shit. They're still they're still, you know, a, an incredible male or they're a mediocre male athlete, but they're an incredible female athlete. 
with with the testosterone level similar to their counterparts, but that like I said, that's not the end all be all to the argument. You have to take into consideration multitude of things, and that's what people don't understand. Yeah, and, we uh, like had I, a, I, I just want to say we actually had a soundbite about this that we totally forgot to because we went all serious mode on you guys, but we got we got to lighten the mood a little bit with sure. uh, that ain't no woman, it's a man, man. <laughs> But no, I do. I do want to, you know, I do want to put my my personal opinions out there as far as, uh, you know, gay and trans people. I I do not have any issue with as far as living the, the life that you want to live. I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea of, of how I feel about human beings in general. This is just strictly a sports conversation and their unfair advantage, in my personal opinion. Um, and so as far as like. Their their lifestyle it, it's not anything that affects my lifestyle and it's not anything that I that I preach against it's you know I I'm I'm okay with somebody to live the life they want to live their life as long as it's not hurting anybody so you know I just want to do want to say that but as far as the unfair advantage in athletics it's it's something that needs to be addressed I think it needs to be looked at closer I don't think the testosterone levels need to be the end all be all and I think they need to really look into this it's not fair. So that's mm-hmm. basically where I'm going yep. with that. I think that's a good way to to finish off that conversation. Um, so let's move on. We've got a couple last segments before we wrap things up. Uh, it is time, I believe, for the Sharples rant of the week. Oh. Ah! <laughs> All right, guys. Um, you know this isn't football season, so these are these these rants are these are coming from all all angles, and not necessarily sports. Um, last week I talked about Levar Ball and his sons and how he's you know putting unwanted pressure on kids in their sporting careers that could lead to you know other issues. Um, this this week I'm going to go a little different direction. I see a lot on social media people talking about changing, changing the way they live their life, trying to be better people, but they they particularly they talk about changing because somebody did something to them or somebody wanted them to change. And they, they almost do it as a way to get back at the, those people. And right now my current, my current situation in life is me and Brian started this podcast. And this is something that I, I approached Brian about. I knew that he uh, had a lot of experience in this and uh, I knew that our his personality and my personality were perfectly meshed together for a podcast. I thought it would be great. And uh, the reason I did this is because I got to a point in my life where I started to realize that happiness isn't always about making a bunch of money or, or impressing people, um, you know, going that route. The, the way society is conformed to is, is that that's what's important. How many likes you get, how many shares you get, um, you know, in, in a business aspect, that's very important, but people will post, you know, selfies, stuff like that, and they and they base their self-worth on how many likes that picture gets. And if they don't get a lot of likes, they feel emotionally scarred from it. And uh, I feel that what my my situation when I started this podcast was I got to a point in my life where what what is going to make me happy? And I started thinking what I love – I love talking about sports. I love giving my opinions. I love taking opinions. I, I, I love everything about what we're doing now. And also I'm, you know, I'm venturing into the music, uh, music business as far as like producing instrumentals and, and stuff like that. And that's something that I've always wanted to do. I love, and you know, that's something I'm 
that's an avenue I'm, I'm approaching as well. And uh, my point to this is it took a lot of events in my past and a lot of failures, a lot of, a lot of people bringing me down, my, bringing myself down, making stupid choices. And I took this opportunity to better myself, and I did it for myself so I could feel better for myself. And, and be happy. And my, my point to all this is I see a lot of people that have like, for example, a past relationship and, the, and it doesn't work out and, and they break up and that their that significant other has basically told them how much of a piece of shit they were. Or they tell them like things that they don't like about them and that's why they're breaking up. So what does that person do who's, who was dumped? They go and they try and fix themselves and they try to improve themselves, which is a great thing. But what they try to do is they try and improve themselves for that person, and they always want to go back to it. So once they kind of improve themselves, they, they become a better person. They try to come back to that to that event, that person, whatever it may be that dragged them down to begin with. To basically say, "Hey, look, I've changed. I, I'm here. I'm here. I'm changed." And to me, that's the wrong thing to do. That past is the past. I think people need to start understanding that your past is where you grow from, but that's not where you need to stay. So if you broke up with an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend, and you changed for them, that's not who you should have changed for. You could use their constructive criticism and change for yourself, but do, don't go backwards. Stop, stop, stop going to the past. Everything is about the future. Every decision you make from this day forward is about your future, and you got to go out and take that, and you do it for yourself because this may sound cliche, but you need to be happy with yourself, or everything you do is a lie. Like nothing, nothing – is going to be good enough for you. You will never be satisfied in life. So you need to find those things and improve yourself, but don't stay in the past. Go to the future. Those people, they, they were just an influence. They were just a blip on your radar. They're, they're no longer there. They're, that's, that's your motivation, but you don't want to go backwards to that. So if anybody is right now is listening to this or will listen to this, if you're in a situation where you're kind of contemplating going in the past and not, you know, and not, not moving forward and, and, bettering yourself so you can go back in the past and fix it do not do that you concentrate on the future use you use your past as motivation but your future is where you're headed you live in the now and then you go to the future that's 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 how you need to live your life and that's where you're going to be best served and that's how people can truly be happy and i can say that from personal experience because right now i'm i feel like i'm on top of the world right now i'm doing things that i love and you know just recently I didn't feel that way, and I took control of my life, and I, for the one time, I changed for myself, and I think that is something that is lacking in society. Every, uh, this is a society where a lot of people are almost forced to conform to, a, to society's idea of normal and what they should be doing, and, the, and they care too much about outside influences and opinion, and you can never truly be yourself when you allow that to happen. So that's you know that's where I'm at right now with my rant. I hope everybody takes this little bit of advice and, and, and it helps them motivate themselves to whatever they can do for a living. I know everybody has to pay bills. I know everybody has you know responsibilities, but if you can gradually, at the very least, work towards a goal that will be allow you to be something that you enjoy while providing for your family or providing for yourself. That's the ultimate life. That's winning the lottery. Not winning the lottery is not winning millions. Winning the lottery is becoming a healthy person mentally, physically, you know, and, and spiritually, 
And, uh, you know, you can never really truly achieve all that unless you really hone in on yourself. So, you know, take the time to get to know yourself exactly what you want to do. Make every effort to be that person. And then your relationships with your family, your friends, your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, will just be amazing comparative to what you're dealing with now if you're feeling like it's, you know, not exactly where you want to be. So, you know, there's hope. I hope you guys get there. And that's, you know, that's my rant for the week. I got to say, that was that was the calmest rant I've ever heard in my life. Got <laughs> Tony Robbins over here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hope All it right. helps. I hope yeah. it helps. Football season, yeah. I'll get on your ass, but right now this is, this is some, uh, I'm spitting knowledge All at right. you. So now it's time for Hems Gems, baby. Wow. Winning. All right. Uh, this is basically a segment where I just pick out some stuff that I thought was awesome that I che- that I watched in the past week or something I think is super important that you should check out. First of all, number one, Dave Chappelle just dropped a new special on Netflix, actually two uh, shows on Netflix. They're both over an hour long. They're both completely separate shows. They are fucking hilarious. You need to watch them. Uh, just take some time out of your day and have some funny. Like, it does not get much better than Dave Chappelle. He hasn't had a, a special in a long time, and, and he, he dropped two at once. So you're getting twice the action. Check it out. I'm not going to spoil anything else about it, but it is hilarious. Uh, they both are. Next up, if you are a John Wick fan, you need to watch this YouTube video. It is called Nerf John Wick. Basically, they just replace all the uh, these important action scenes from the recent John Wick 2 movie, with nerf guns and they treat it as super serious as possible so no more spoilers on that we'll be posting the links to it yeah, after i watched the show it. i yeah, watched it it's i showed great, it to guys. brandon he was dying it is unbelievable like the effort that they put into this but basically john wick with nerf guns it's about three minutes long you have to watch it um i brought up the carl sagan thing uh eratosthenes you really want to learn about the curvature of the earth I mean, it's not super exciting, but it is super educational. And if you're a fan of the Cosmos original series by Carl Sagan, it's like a six minute long video. I'll be posting that, but it's basically about how he was able to divide the curvature of the earth and, and figure out the circumference of the earth just based on some quantitative me- measurements back in prehistoric uh, 200 BC times. So just, it's amazing. And then last but not least, documentary it's on netflix if you want to watch it it's called dear zachary um i don't want to spoil anything else about it except just it's a really interesting documentary with uh, about a guy that his best friend got murdered so he was basically making this documentary about his friend to give to his friend's son uh for when he grew up and do not look up spoilers. That is the number one thing about this. Do not look up anything about the ending, about anything with a twist or a turn. Just watch the documentary and your jaw will drop. So there we have it. Four gems this week for Hem's Gems. And awesome. And yeah. I just want to I want to get in on uh, – I want to get something in. Oh, yeah. Anybody that's talking on the chat box, I'm, I'm having issues responding to chats. So I do see what you're saying, and I appreciate everything you guys are talking about. So I wish I could, but I can't address it in the chat box right now. I'll get that fixed. But uh, 
Another thing is uh, me and Brian are from Oak Harbor. I didn't get to say this uh, last week, but Oak Harbor uh, wrestling team, they had a state champ. His name's Dylan Thorpe. Um, this kid's awesome. He 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 went from a basically an unknown guy as a freshman. Um, I'm not even sure he cracked the lineup as a freshman. Uh, not, he turned himself into a state champ. A lot of hard work, put a lot of work in the weight room. And uh, I just want to give a shout-out to Dylan Thorpe for being a state champ. He won it at 220 pounds for Oak Harbor High School here in Ohio. So uh, shout-out to that. Um, for you guys, we have a lot of different uh, social media accounts for this. I want you guys to follow us on Twitter. I want you to follow us on Facebook. Like and share, please. That helps us big time. We're trying to grow. Um, so, you know, if you see, go to our page on Facebook, like, and share that, um, you know, just give us a little shout out. Um, and that would, that would help us a lot. So, uh, and we also have a YouTube channel. We have a SoundCloud. What else are we on, Hemi? Uh, well, we got an email, we got our website, uh, at odds podcast at, uh, WordPress or dot wordpress.com. The, the YouTube channel simply at odds podcast. Uh, Facebook at odds podcast. Uh, some asshole stole uh, at odds podcast on Twitter. So we're podcast at odds for now until we get the guy deleted. And then we also have an email uh, at odds podcast at gmail.com. If you guys ever want to send us a message, uh, constructive criticism, whatever, um, we are more than willing to uh, hear it. So, and we're we're way open. Yeah. yeah, we're way open yeah. on uh, if you guys have any specific topics that you want us to hit, you know, I'm I'm open to that, and I'll you know I'll do some research if I have to, and we'll, we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know that's pretty much it. And uh, that yeah, do you got anything else, honey? Uh, nothing except uh, in case you missed last week, second verse, same as the first. <laughs>